Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, H-Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura. This is the last one of 2022, and today we are joined by Christian Putalias. What's up, man? What is going on? What's up, everybody? How's it going? And, and our boss, uh, Dustin Richardson. What's up, bro? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me back. I'm not really your boss, but, you know. <laughs> el, el, el jefe. <laughs> uh man no nah, dude it's been good is it we we had a i would say a long break uh dude i think i've hadn't watched that much soccer in a span of what a month for a very long time it reminded me to like when i was a little kid again just being able to catch so many games unfortunately i wasn't able to watch the final live so that one kind of like i watched everything but the final live um, but I was able to eventually watch it like the next day, and it was one of the best games I've ever seen. And with that, we just leave it to Christian, man. Happiest mm. men on earth, right? Uh, Christmas came a little early for you, man. Yes, it came. Uh, it came uh, instead of Santa Claus. We had just Messi and a couple other dudes, you know, bring us a star. Yeah, man, super happy, super excited. I think, I mean, I, I told you guys on the chat, it might be an exaggeration, but literally my life has changed. Like when it comes to the sport, my life has changed. Nothing, nothing will ever be the same. Uh, when I watch this sport, I mean, I, and, and I just hope someday you guys get to feel this, but I mean, it's just an amazing feeling and, and it's crazy. You know, when you, you know, I'm going to plug my show here a little bit, but I'm going to start interviewing a couple of different people starting in January uh, I'm going to talk to like, you know, Argentinians that live in Argentina, Argentinians that live in like different parts of the world and kind of get their perspective. And I'm also going to talk to a guy that was at the stadium when everything went down. So just getting his like perspective and like being at that moment, you know, there. And the dude is, I think he's like in his late forties. So he was probably, you know, a, a child when, when Maradona lifted the cup so this is like his first, you know, true, like, you know, sense of like winning something with Argentina and him being at the stadium. I'm sure it was crazy. So, you know, just a little uh, glimpse of what's going on in, in the Cuatro Cuatrodos world. But yeah, man, just super, super excited, super happy. And and hopefully, like I said, hopefully you guys get to enjoy something similar like this. But yeah. it's I know it's crazy, but it's weird. But yeah, Campeón yeah, Mundiales. The the banter was real, man. You know, I think it's, uh, <laughs> you know, joking around that uh, Argentina, they always think they're the best. But, I mean, getting another championship kind of proves the, the point, right? But uh, the last time that we all got together, though, we actually went and watched, what was it, uh, Wales against England uh, out in uh, Social, was it Social Beer Garden yeah. in Midtown? That was, and that was pretty that was pretty fun. Oh yeah, US yeah. against uh Wells, you're right. Um and uh that was a fun time. I wish we would have done another one. It just kind of didn't work out. But hopefully uh we get that to happen um more often. Just getting and then we even 
y'all were able to come to my house and watch the Argentina Mexico. That obviously was not the best ending for Mexico there. Um, but we had a good time, you know, good food, good company. Uh, you know, definitely looking to doing that more often in uh, 2023. Um, so, guys, I guess, uh, what did you get for Christmas? Anything that you guys want to share of getting for Christmas? Dustin, we'll start with you, man. Anything you want to brag about? Uh, my kids got a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I have two kids. So, yeah, I know we all have kids. So, it's like they get everything and you kind of watch them open stuff, right? That That's my gift. Dad of the yeah. year. Dad of the year. <laughs> how many how many things did you have to put together, like from you know assembly wise? I have like a so Tuesday is Tuesday was my recycling day in my neighborhood. I had like a full recycling bin plus multiple bags, and I still have stuff like stacked <laughs> by my door of boxes that I've taken toys and stuff out of. So yeah, the kids had a good Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I'm in the room that I share with my kids, and actually, I'll brag a little bit. You can see it's actually pretty clean. So all the toys <laughs> had been put away here, but That's downstairs a is a mess. Right? Yeah, but downstairs is a mess with all the new toys. So it's. Uh, I already told my wife, I'm like, we need to start taking some stuff and donating to charity because these kids have way too many toys for my liking. But uh, and. We gave them one gift because we know like our, our my parents and my in-laws like spoil these kids pretty bad. And they're at the age that they're not really asking for anything. But my kids are finally like noticing Santa Claus. So we actually did the whole, you know, leave some cookies. Santa Claus is going to bring you something. And that was, you're right. I mean, that was pretty fun to see, you know, the Im imagination run wild, especially with my three-year-old. Uh, saying, yeah, I heard Santa, like, and he was walking around, and I was like, bro, someone was trying to get in our house, is that what you're trying to tell me? But no, <laughs> but, uh, no it, it was fun to see that, for sure, um, and uh, I, for whatever reason, all my uh, secret Santa people knew what's up, because they they uh, bombarded me with a lot of Houston Dynamo um, gear and stuff, so uh, that's, a, that's a win for me. Like, I don't ask for much, but at least if you get something right, that's fine with me. What about you, Christian, man? How was your Christmas? Good, good. I mean, same, same kind of on the same boat, just with more kids. So more toys. <laughs> uh, like, every, and we still haven't, I still haven't been to my parents' house, which they still have more toys. So we, we still got to make a trip to, to the other grandparents' house, get more toys. And I mean, I'm already flooded with toys already. Uh, being myself, I just got a pair of shoes, which I needed because... Um, I, I, you can only wear slippers, you know, so many places like house shoes, you know, you, you can't just take them everywhere, you know. Uh, so just a pair of shoes, and then the, this this little sweater that you guys see me wearing all the time, that I'll probably we be wearing for the next four years. Uh, <laughs> but you know, just a little simple black sweater with like a little Argentina logo on it, and I got another one with the little Boca logo on it. You so go. you know, they're gonna be in rotation for the for the for the remainder of whatever the winter is uh but yeah no it was fun times you know other than having a hole in my roof or, or my ceiling because oh. one of the pipes busted oh. you know other than that we, we had a great time uh but you know you gotta look at the bright side of life so everybody's happy everybody's content we're just a toilet down right now so we get it fixed <laughs> that's not too bad man that's not a big hit yeah, not 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 bad at all. So we'll we'll let the yeah. landlord take care of it too. So we're good. It couldn't couldn't been much worse for sure. But uh, 
We can go ahead and move into the Houston Dynamo Dash news. I guess Dash related. The only thing I have is uh, that we have hired, or the team has hired a new head coach, Sam Leite. Is that, I believe that's how you pronounce it, Lady Leite. Um, Dustin, anything you want to add on this guy? I mean, we know that the guy comes from spending like 10 years over there in Seattle with uh, OL Reign, but is there anything that stands out for you? Uh, regarding this hired yeah I don't know a lot about him but um, he's been in NWSL since the beginning he's been with the rain um, and their different names over the years but everything that everybody in Seattle has said has been like you know amazing like uh, their coach uh, Laura Harvey a bunch of their players um, like Megan Rapino. Um, basically, you know, like, we're going to miss you so much, what you did for this club, everything. So he, he has a lot of backing, a lot of, um, a lot of accolades, at least as far as um, behind the scenes stuff. Cause you know, assistant coaches, you don't always see or know what they do, but the players and the rest of the coaches on the staff, when they think that highly of, of a guy like that, that's, that's a really good sign. I think. I don't know. <laughs> did it? He was know. still moving. He was still moving. <laughs> he's moving, but he's just not talking. I don't know if he can hear us. <laughs> I can hear you. Okay, there you go. He's back. Go. <laughs> okay, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little bit that it froze. Or it seemed like you muted yourself or something. Unless they accidentally <laughs> hit it. <laughs> yeah, see. But uh yeah, no, again, I think this is a good pickup uh for the Houston Dash. It, you know, obviously they made their first playoff run uh, last season with what seemed like a very good pickup in Amaros that, you know, looked like they were probably going to make him the head coach. Unfortunately for him, the news of, you know, the uh, Clarkson investigation kind of came a little later that we all kind of wanted to kind of solidify that that um, get with uh, Amaros to stay. I mean, he, he saw New York as like the sweetest – you know, job at the time and he took it. So, you know, at the end of the day, you really can't be mad at the guy for, for taking an opportunity, knowing that it was a little unknown on what was happening with the dash. So maybe we end up getting a better, you know, coach than we expected. So we'll see kind of how that works out. Um, there's nothing. Hey, what's up, Harper? And uh, I, she can't <laughs> hear me, but <laughs> um, yeah, no. So it's actually a pretty good signing. I think we'll definitely see what, what uh, he brings to the table and hopefully, you know, keeps the, uh, the playoff runs going for the dash. Maybe uh, what is uh, my wife always says I've suffered enough after having a couple of kids. She'll say I've suffered enough. I feel that's, that's how we feel, especially with the dash, just because, you know, it, it, unlike the dynamo that found success early on, they've definitely struggled quite a bit. Um, but the last couple of years, they've been better. They've been better. And, you know, Dustin, you're going to be out in those games more often now being a season ticket holder with your kids. Yeah, that was one of my kids' gifts. Uh, she's getting Dash season tickets, so she loves that. Um, she still misses Rachel, like most people, but <laughs> she's getting over she, it. She hasn't moved on to Ebony. Ebony yeah, she likes Ebony, too, but <laughs> Rachel still holds a soft spot, I think. <laughs> For sure. Um Anything else you want to add, man, for the draft that you want to – that you're thinking of? No? Um, um, the draft's, draft's coming up in a couple of weeks. They have some pretty high picks, so we'll see what they do. They still have a lot of holes on the roster. They let a lot of people go. 
Um, yeah. I think they're, and they signed a couple back. I think there's like 16 on their roster right now. So obviously there's a lot to, to be done there. Um, so we'll see. There's been this rumor of uh, Debinha, the Brazilian hmm. from North Carolina, who's like the best, one of the best players in the league. Is she coming to Houston? I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, that'd be interesting. I mean, I know we did lose uh, Bree Visali and what's the other the backup goalkeeper. Those are two like um, I can't think of her name Hoopla. at all. Yeah, yeah, Quincy Harris. Yeah, and it's you know some of those people are definitely like it sucks to lose them because they're definitely um, fan favorites. But at the end of the day, you kind of have to strengthen the roster as yeah. much as you can. Well, and and um, Michelle tore her Achilles, so she's probably out for yeah. the season. She's like one of their best attacking players. So it'll be Maria, Ebony, and they'll probably be looking for another uh, another cog to add to that attacking three. Yeah, that's not a that's not a her. that's not a bad two to start with, to be honest, right? No. Maria, yeah, Maria's Maria. She's like uh I don't know. She she's a social media darling, that's for sure. <laughs> On the field, she's I mean, she's good, don't get me wrong, but um she gets a lot of hype um as being, you know, like the star Mexican player, which you know is great for her. She deserves it. But uh Ebony, yeah, Ebony came in bla- guns blazing and then she's only 21, 22. So we'll yeah. see. We'll and I think it does. was massive. It was massive to sign uh, the Canadians, you know, Chappie and uh, Schmidt, Schmidt Sophie yeah. Schmidt, where those are especially Sophie had like a really massive uh, 2022 and a really good playoff run or show up in the playoff match because we got eliminated on the very first one. But um, she probably was definitely the best player there. So it's good to have those players, those key players back and just kind of build up on it. And see, kind of like you said, you know, from those injuries, see who can step up uh, and take take the realms, man. Especially after losing Rachel Daly. I guess moving into Dynamo, man. I mean, there's a lot of offseason transactions that have happened. Some I'm pretty probably touched on, like Fafa being traded to Nashville, uh, Tim Parker being traded to the Newbies. Um, when did when did that happen? During the uh, in the Expansion draft. Expansion draft. Yeah, it was, it was right after expansion the expansion draft. Right, that same day. And then, obviously, we you know, we were kind of excited maybe see, thinking some high draft picks or a, I think we had the fifth overall pick uh, was somebody we we're going to take, maybe someone like Thor that kind of came in and, and, and did quite some damage uh, for us. But we traded a bunch of those picks away. Um it's funny because I kept telling you, I'm like, man, I'm at work. I'm trying to get out of here. If I need to make a graphic for somebody that is going to get picked, then it never happened. So I didn't even worry about it anymore. <laughs> like in the first round, at least they ended up getting out, getting a lot of gam. Is that a, is gam? Um, is that, uh, uh, what is the name? Garber Bucks? Is that the same thing? Yeah. Or? <laughs> general allocation, general allocation money. I was like, it's yeah. either Gam, Tam, you know, uh, the the MLS bugs, basically. Yeah. <laughs> there's Gam, there's Gam and Tam. There's Gam, Tam, Mama Jam. It's uh, it's, like, it's like Bitcoin. <laughs> it's I mean, fake money, man. 
Gam is the gam is basically basically you can buy down players' salaries, um, which Dynamo won't do. You can use it to sign players, which um, we'll talk about Yvonne Franco coming up. Um, but they're probably using some of that. Um, and then you can trade it like within the league or sign. But basically, you can use it to acquire players, which is something that the Dynamo really, really need right now <laughs> is adding players. Yes. Um, I, I, the, I think people were excited about having the fifth pick and like getting somebody. But the MLS draft is not like, you know, like your NFL draft where you have the top five pick and you, you, you're probably picking somebody that's a starter for you for like the next five or six years. Um, these guys are all projects in college soccer. Like if they're any, I don't want to say these guys are bad. I mean, we've seen a lot of good players come out of the draft, but especially nowadays, if these kids are 17, 18 and they're really good, they're not going to college um, first off, and if they do, they're leaving college early. Um, you know, they're going to academies even in Europe and stuff. So a lot of these kids are, um, they come out of college early and trying to uh, go pro, or they've been in college for three or four years, and they're now what 22, 23 years old. Which in the U.S. we're like, oh, this kid's 23, he's still young. But like in world soccer, like 23 is, yeah. <laughs> is like ancient, right? Like we just yeah. saw Enzo Fernandez with Argentina. He's like one of the best players at the world cup and he's like, can barely drive, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. but you, so you weren't going to, my point is you weren't going to find like a, a star player at number five in the draft or, or at number 13. So trading, 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 keep keeping adding money in order to use it to do other things. Now, what are they going to do those things with that? I mean, let's wait and see before we judge these trades completely, but on the surface, I think trading them and getting money to allow yourself to add more players, depending on what those players are, but just being able to add the that money, I think was a good move by Pat. Yeah, no, I agree. I think we were everybody was a little excited because we've seen, you know, obviously Ethan Barlow or Thor get picked up and kind of do, you know, show us a little flashes of something. Uh, and of course, knowing that you have so many roster spots that you need to fill, if it, it was like, yeah, that was great. Like, let's pick somebody up. But at the end of the day, it's really smart. If, if you don't feel comfortable that any of those guys are going to do anything, you know, take in as much money as you can. Um, but at the end, we ended up uh, – the Dynamo did pick up uh, Isaiah Reed from Clemson University with number 34 overall pick. And then uh, Franz Perat again with the 63rd pick. Um, and once the um, – and after the draft was over, they ended up picking uh, Charles – Auguste, is it Auguste? Auguste? Uh, I don't know. It, uh, they're two guys from Haiti, so you can kind of tell which ones they are by the two last names. And uh, and somebody was telling me, um, I think it was Joey Stats. Uh, he was mentioning the fact that this guy Charles got was apparently really high on people's radar, and for him to not get drafted. I don't know if he wasn't available maybe for the draft or not. Apparently, I didn't so even he, was in the, he was in the draft last year and he didn't get picked. So he gotcha. went back to school. He went back to school and he had a good senior year. Um, their team was really good. They made the tournament and stuff. Um, so since he was already in the draft, he couldn't get drafted a second year. So he basically was – it was basically – they called it first come, first served. So basically Got it. once the draft ended – it was kind of like, you know, an undrafted free agent for those people that follow American sports. Um, so basically whoever wanted him could, could snap him up and the dynamo probably were like, Hey, 
you could actually probably play on this team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, it looked like, like he was in. the most – he was the one that was most hyped up. And, you know, if you look up, like, the information on the draft, he's the main guy that they're talking about. So, I guess they – the expectation on this guy or potential, it's, you know, probably the best out of all the ones that we picked. And I saw a little bit of the other two, and they look like they're cats that can play. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to break into the first team, even at supplemental reserve. So if, if they make any team, it'd probably be Dynamo Dose. It does need those reinforcements to kind of wiggle themselves into the first team, especially with uh, two of the three being um, international. So it's not something that we have a lot of international spots in currently with the Dynamo. Um, and that leads on to the, uh, the guy you mentioned earlier, Dustin Ivan Franco. It seemed like uh, we've been talking about this guy for quite a while now. Even in the offseason, whenever Sevas got picked up, he was one of the guys that was mentioning, like, to kind of bring in, to pair with Sevas. It didn't happen then. It looks like it's likely going to be done as a loan um, for the 2023 season. You know, it's a guy that had a lot of success, success, especially in 2019. He was in the radar of, teams like PSG and I think Barosha Dorma was the other one that I read on. Um, but again, that was his best season too. Granted, there was, you know, COVID that happened in the middle of it and quarantine and pandemic and all whatever uh, kind of, you know, uh, changed, the, changed time forever as we know it. Um, and he it's not he's not it's not that he's a bad player by any means but maybe his rhythm is not like it was in 2019 um but man what are you guys excited about this pick if it comes into fruition you know uh from the dynamo hopefully they announce it sometime soon um because uh even there were i, I don't know if you know the dustin the dia de los inocentes that's basically april fools and it runs in latin america so there are a lot of spoofs out there saying that he was going to sign with some other MLS club or even Austin FC and they're just throwing it out there but you know you have uh, yeah yeah Tom (laughs) Boger they tried to to, uh, to (laughs) yeah they tried to they tried to uh rile Dynamo fans up this afternoon and then our friend Tom had to come in and uh settle things down but yeah I think it's it's been what he's been agreed to terms for the last like two weeks it feels like (laughs) Basically, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I mean there's not a lot on him. He you know, he's he's kind of like Sebas. Like I mean, they came from the exact same team. <laughs> um so he he's he's Paraguayan, he's you know, young. Um a lot of people don't don't know uh Paraguayan soccer really, you know. How many people have ever seen Libert Libertad play play a game? So it's not like he's a you know a player that people have seen and have um opinions on because they've watched him play you know x amount of games or whatever um so he's kind of like a shot in the dark right like you read stuff about him you see oh he's this like you said he had a really good year and then COVID and then he's kind of been on the bench they had a new coach what was up with that but I mean he's he's what 22 uh he's about to turn 23 he's he plays he's played in Libertadores which is you know a huge competition um so he has that going um he's an attacking player a winger which is something the dynamo need um i guess 
he's he's a big question mark for me like you know you you want to get excited about like signings like this like oh a big south american but you know, we were talking before we even started like you know big south americans could be pt martinez who like came to mls and flopped he was south american player of the year and then he came here and like what did nothing um it could be tiago tiago almada who went to the world cup with argentina and is probably going to leave MLS for like 20, 30 million in the next year or so. Um, so these guys are kind of a, yeah, I mean, I, I like the way that the, the, the club is going with these guys, these South Americans. I mean, Quinones, Sebas, uh, Franco now, um, there's probably one or two more that I'm missing. Oh, Mike, Mikel, the center back from Brazil. I mean, if you bring in four or five South Americans and you hit on one of them, that's that's really good. I mean, especially a team like the Dynamo, you're kind of in that I don't want to say rebuild, but you're you're building up a, a club basically. Um, so you're you have a lot of holes to fill and you have you have minutes that these guys can play. So like I mean, I would be disappointed if if Franco and Quinones both aren't playing a lot of minutes this season. I don't know if they start yet. I know we'll talk about our lineups here in a little yeah. bit, but uh they have the chance to just come in here and I mean, there's not a lot of pressure, right? Like this team isn't competing for MLS cup. Like Frank, they don't need Franco to come in and score 10 goals and have 12 assists. Was it, uh, we'll give him, you just touched on it perfectly. And I think, was it Zach that mentioned the fact that, you know, you're losing Fafa and you're losing memo two guys that played on the wing a lot last season. So they're definitely going to have to bring that contribution from the new guys or, you know, even guys that didn't get a lot of playing time, like obviously Nelson Quinones, who he he was an exciting piece once he came in. I mean, by then, a playoffs was not even in the picture. You know that, that they uh, they said that he was going to be the push for it, but the guy showed flashes of you know being able to be creative with the ball and not scared at all to push forward at 21 years old. So it was exciting to see that guy do his thing and. I mean, I'm kind of with you of the Franco thing because you do want to get excited. But at the same time, like, the time is clicking, ticking, you know. Like, we already know the schedule, which I didn't even put on this, but we already know the schedule uh, for the 2023 season. Um, eventually, and maybe next month, we'll talk more about the upcoming games and maybe like our – like we did last time, which was our – basically what we expected for the results to be. Um, but it's two months from now, right? I think the February 25th is our first match. Um, they'll be playing two away matches before the home opener against Austin. It's around the corner, man. And we're still not even close to uh, feeling the important pieces that we do. My question to you, though, Dustin and, uh, and Christian, um, well, I guess we'll start with Christian. Christian, do you think right now, as of today, like the roster is better than it was in 2022? Um, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, that's a that's a tough question because, I mean, I guess you could say our quote unquote best players are out, but then again, you know how good were they? So it's it's one of those things, you know. Dustin kind of said rebuild, and it's it's a word that we have been using for what the last like at least three years that I've been you know covering the denim with you guys. Like we've been rebuilding for for a while. And and without any playoff appearances and without anything of that sort, like 
it, it's kind of hard to, to to really say if if we are actually any better than we were last year. You know, we always start off kind of hot and then we just kind of dwindle down and, and just die off. Uh, we had, you know, Quinteros, one of our best players, just left. Uh, Fafa, another one of the guys that was or, you know, or golden boot, you know, a couple of years ago, he left. I mean, we, we do have Ferreira. So I guess to, to supplement that loss, we, we have another goal scorer. Um, we see glimpses of, of greatness, I guess, like you said, in Quinones and maybe Thor. I, I'm expecting a lot from Thor, honestly. Um, Baird, they kept him. We'll see if he has a better season. Um, Memo, he's out. But then again, we do have Coco. We do have, you know, a, a good Ache Ache preseason, you know, coming in with some some games under his or at least sometimes sometime in the city and with the group under his belt. Um, we'll see how Vera comes back, you know, if he reju- rejuvenates in in this whole preseason and, and we get like an old school, you know, Matias Vera from the beginning of times, not the ones that we have seen lately. But it's hard. And honestly, I, you would just have to, I mean, you guys earlier, we were talking about Arthur that I don't know if I should call him Arthur or Arthur. Like, I, I, it's kind of weird. Arthur. It's probably Arthur. Arthur. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, I, or you can call him by his whole name, Jose well, Arthur de Lima Jr. You can just call yes. him that easy, man. Bro, bro. Brazilians have so like <laughs> bro, too much. I like, it makes sense why they shorten up their name to like just a one name, you know, it makes sense. But um, but yeah, I mean, you guys were talking about how he's one of the best, you know, center defensive mids in the in the league. And me personally, you know, I don't know much about him, but you know, I I trust y- y'all that you had y'all have been watching the the league a little bit longer than I have, and other teams more than I have. Um, so I mean, I guess you you can you can say that's a that's a better addition right there to to string. Yeah, I mean, if you put Memo and and Arthur, I guess you could say Arthur at least has more experience. He has more playing time. I don't know if they play the same position, but you know, I guess and and we're just kind of you know getting one guy out and bringing one guy to you know trying to put a step over that guy. But I don't know. I guess I, I short answer no. But that was a long ass answer. But short answer <laughs> no. Yeah. What about you, Dustin? What do you think? Better right now. I'm talking right right now compared to you know 2022. I, I, I mean, I don't. So, you guys mentioned Fafa, Darwin, Memo, who are like three starter level players for this team. Tim Parker, Tim Parker. Oh, I don't out. think he mentioned uh, Tim Parker. Yeah, yeah. Darwin Saran, who wasn't always a starter, but he put, like he got a lot of minutes. You know, he, he's one of those guys that played a lot. Um, so that's five guys right there that um, were like a, I don't want to say core of the team, but a big chunk of a team that was pretty bad. And <laughs> so what have you replaced them with? Yeah. Artur, um, Franco and this Achara guy from the re-entry draft who, you know, it's just kind of a, a lottery ticket. Basically you just, someone gave you a free lottery ticket. You scratch it off. It's probably not going to be worth anything, but Hey, you might be good. Um, so it, right now, I don't think, but um there's there's the money, the Garber bucks, like you called it. There's money sitting there. What else are they going to do, right? I mean, they they can't come into the season with this team and expect to make you, the playoffs. Now, now are they a playoff a team? New, yeah. 
and I was gonna say, do you have any coach? Does it, how much yeah. does that you know factor yeah. as well? Yeah, so you've got a whole new system in place, basically. Um, new tactics, new. I don't know. We haven't. We don't know what formation we'll see. I guess the first preseason game when uh, they run out there, we'll see what Olson does. But um, he hasn't really talked to the media that much after his uh, opening press conference. Um, so it's it's hard to say that they're in a they're even as good as they were last year where they are right now. But I say that and also say, I think there's still time for them to do things. I mean, are they going to sign Mbappe? Probably not. Are they going to sign Raul Jimenez? <laughs> Get off of Twitter. <laughs> people. <laughs> That's not happening either. Um, but there, there is time, I think, for them to do things. And you would hope that they're shooting for, you know, seventh place gets in the playoffs. I mean, you should be shooting for seventh place, right? That should be something that is not, I mean, I don't want to say that difficult because this team hasn't done it in like, what, five years. It has been it's not that hard. Everyone does it. Um, yeah. But we've seen, I mean, we've seen Austin turn it around fast. We saw yeah. Charlotte was pretty decent. Nashville came into the league and has been okay. Um, so Dallas has kind of turned things around. So, I mean, you can come back from, being bad mls is very um there's a lot of parity. forgiving yeah forgiving. yeah yeah very all right so i guess we've kind of mentioned you know all the all the players and we'll we'll talk a little bit of our starting lineups as of today right and you we can include franco since it seems like it's going to happen but you know i give y'all the task of kind of doing your starting lineups and I'm going to say that we're all going to say Steve Clark gets in goal. Like, that's a given today. Yeah. Steve, no matter what formation you play, right, There, you need one goalie, and that one goalie is Steve Clark. Um, and then on the left side, I think most of us still have Lundy, right, taking care of that left side, especially we, we don't know a lot of competition. Whether yeah, Sam, there's only there's only two fullbacks on the roster, right? Yeah. So it's Lundy yeah. and Dorsey. <laughs> like, there's no Basically. other right backs. Yeah, like we were about to say, Junk was not. We, we don't know, know where Junk what, was. happening with him. Yeah. So yeah, Lundy and <laughs> Lundy and Dorsey are hit by default. And so I think you know we mentioned the fact that the four three three is most likely some variation of it is what we're gonna see, as much as. In the past, especially you, Dustin, had mentioned, you know, playing with five in the back, so having some wing bags. But you lost, like, players like Tim Parker, you know, that would solidify a little bit on that central defending aspect of it. But if we – I think, Christian, you also had a 4-3-3. So who are you starting, um, Dustin, and then, Christian, who would you be starting on the as a pair in the center? I think Hadebe is – Probably everybody has would have him as starter, and then it's down to what Bartlow and Steris for the other one. I don't think Mikel is there yet. Talon Maples is probably outside looking in. Um, he did he did have a really good year at Dose, but I don't know if he's MLS level yet. Um, I would I would say Bartlow just because he's young and he showed he showed at the end of last year that he's he's got some he's got some game. Um, would he play as a six maybe? And you go Hadebe, Steris, and then um, maybe Bartlow right in front of them. Um, maybe that's a very defensive lineup. I know Olsen has kind of had that um, MO in his past about 
being kind of a defensive coach, but that, that would be basically be a three man back. Right. And then you'd have wing backs of Lundqvist and Dorsey. Um, but for me, I would go Hadebe and Bartlow. Yeah. What about you, Christian? Yeah. So my first thought when we were doing lineups, honestly, I had stairs and Bartlow just kind of mm. like experience and youth kind of combined. And then I remembered we had a, a an expensive <laughs> uh, center back and teenage yeah. I was like, yeah, he'll 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 probably start. So going to the more logical, you know, thinking, I had the same thought of teenage, Steris, and uh, Barlow as a six as well. But if if I could have, ideally, I wouldn't have teenage. I would have just Steris and Barlow, and then just have somebody. Ideally, you would have both that Mendy. We know that for sure. Um, oh, I, yeah. oh, ideally, <laughs> yeah, the Mendy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm with you guys. I think Hadavi and I had Steris on mine um, to start, and then I moved to the midfield. In my scenario, I was playing with uh, like a two-three-one, so two holding midfielders basically, and I would have Arthur and Ache Ache kind of playing that 6-8. And then in front of him, closer to a 10-8, it would be Coco. Those would be my three guys to play in the midfield. Uh, what about you, Dustin? What were you thinking for um, your three in the middle, I guess, or however yeah. you reformation? I think, I think I would have Artur as the six, and then – I didn't like, get that. I didn't get that either. Hector and <laughs> Hector and Coco as eights. Um, I don't. If you can, and this is a big if, but if you can get solid wing play, and you don't necessarily need a ten and a four three three, right? If you have yeah. um, Arthur kind of playing as a six and cleaning up everything, then you have Hector and Coco kind of free to do what they do as eights. Um, I think that's how I would I would set it up. But I'm not Ben Olsen. They didn't even interview me. So, <laughs> yeah. What about you, Christian? Man? So I had, you know, I, I when we talked earlier, and I said it was going to be like Argentina based. Uh, and and the, what I meant was, you know, Argentina played with like kind of three defensive ish, you know, mids and Enzo Fernandez. Yeah, and so <laughs> Dustin wants him so bad. <laughs> but, I mean, I would want him too, so I, I'm with you. Uh, but, you know, Enzo Fernandez, uh, we had Alexis McAllister, or McAllister, as we would say. Not Rodrigo de Paul. And, and Rodrigo de Paul being more of, or I mean, McAllister and the Paul kind of being more of the attacking, and then they can kind of come in and out, right? And uh, so Bartlow would be my Enzo Fernandez, who could drop as a center back if needed. Uh, Vera and HH would be both my De, my Depol and Alexis McAllister, uh, just because I see HH being a little bit more offensive at times. Just because of the European experience, you can see the guy just kind of thinks differently. So he would go more into the attack, while Rodrigo Depol being a little bit more defensive minded, just kind of watching the back of Messi in this case, which not to get ahead, but my Messi would be a Coco, you know, just kind of free not to worry about, not to worry about the defensive side of the ball, but to be just a creator, uh, kind of like a number 10 role. Um, and then, so it would be Vera and with, uh, with Barlow right behind them. So very defensive, of course. So you're playing on a kind of like a diamond middle. Like a little diamond, yes, a diamond. Gotcha. And then Coco so you're playing on two on top, 
and two on top or yes, yeah. two on top, like a four four two well, that, with the diamonds. Who's your two on top then? Well, I I originally I just, I put you know Franco and Sebas just because of the fam familiarity. Is that the word? Uh, but I mean, I would love to see like a double nine with like Thor and Sebas. I think they could complement each other. You know, one goes into the box, the other one kind of drops. You know, just kind of play around like that. But then you know, you can also have one of those guys just kind of like you know Messi did, just drop to the wing if needed, or kind of like a Di Maria, just stay really open. Uh, you know, with like a Goko just staying open, maybe cut, come back in. You know, just kind of play around with it. Soccer so fluid. You know, we we try to stick you know, to like these numbers and boxes, but <laughs> that's what, that's fluidity to it. What you just said reminded me of when uh, Rodrigo called that Nagamura about Thor playing on the wing and he was just like so offended that, uh, Rod that Rodrigo called out that why is Thor playing on the wing? And we saw him play on the wing for quite a lot. Yes. But Dustin, uh, who are your three on top then, man? My favorite, my favorite part about Thor last year was <laughs> – I don't know if I asked him or someone asked him in the press conference about like playing wing and how he's comfortable with it. He's like, I never played wing before. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I hate it. <laughs> he's like, but he's but like, I like new. to play. So fuck it. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I just want to get on the field. So it's cool. But like, yeah, he was so Nagamura. candid about it. <laughs> yeah. Nagamura is like, we just go out there. I don't just run around. <laughs> um, I would not, put but he's, but he's good in the wings. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's a, uh, like as we say in Spanish, he's atrevido. Like he's he just goes. He's, you know, he pushes. He, he runs the kid is fearless, yeah. man. He's fearless. So he'll run it, guys. Like, guy I mean, like he 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 doesn't he doesn't have a lot of. I mean, this sounds bad, but he doesn't have a lot of skills. Besides, like he can run it, guys, and he can finish. Those are great yeah. skills for an attacker, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could do much worse on a wing of just hey, say hey, go out there, beat the right back, and shoot it. <laughs> like, I mean that goal like, he cool, had against that. Galaxy was like one in a million. Those you know three step overs and just smacking it with his left foot. That was ridiculous. He, he said but we didn't see watched, much of that. He said he watched Ronaldo <laughs> do like five step overs. He wanted to <laughs> repeat it. Yeah, that was um, the same game, right? Yeah, yeah. My, I think Baird is definitely starting. Um, yeah. People hate Baird. I, I get it, but. He's one of the only guys who has proven it in MLS on this roster. And proven it is not saying a lot, but <laughs> he's and he's still young too, right? He's like 24 or 25. Um, Sebas is obviously at the nine. And then left wing, I think, is still a big question mark. Like Quinones, yeah. Franco, they're both left wingers uh, naturally, I think. Um, <laughs> you have Achara, who you just picked up. I, I I don't know. I've talked to some people in Toronto and they're like, oh, yeah, I hope you're I hope you like uh, watching guys lose the ball like on their first touch. It's like, oh, cool. We need that. Um, so, Fantastic. So, um, yeah, just put me it's, in. it's yeah, it's one of Quinones and Franco probably at this point and then Sebas and Baird for me. OK, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I kind of want to see, you know, we saw a little bit of Quinones and he may still have some time to develop as well. But I would like to see him on the – in my case, I would probably play him on the right wing, um, even though he did play mostly on the left. But just because I would want to see Franco on the left and Sebas on top, because I feel that Franco can probably play um, what Darwin Quintero played in 2020 that was, you know, kind of like – 
start out on the wing and then just kind of make himself in to get some shots on goal. And it worked out that time. So uh, that's kind of like the perspective I've had. Granted, he's not even on the team yet officially. And we are still trying to get another, at least another six, eight players on the roster. Um, and we'll definitely revisit this closer to the uh, the season to kick off once we have a little bit more, I guess, <laughs> more bodies out there. Because at this point, you know, will they be good players? We don't know. But at least there'll be bodies out there um, to fill in the team sheet. But, guys, with that, I just want to move a little bit to just, like, the review of 2022, man. And and more, more than anything, it's just about personally. You know, personally, you know, um, we tend to make it to a lot of games. I know I make it to pretty much every game that I can for the Dynamo, every home game. And I spend it with you guys in the in the um, media box or I go to the uh, supporters air, uh, section where I have season tickets. Um, but just want to get, you know, you guys thoughts. We were there all the time. I think we everybody sees the game a little different, enjoys the game a little different. But you know, just start off with maybe like your favorite goal, the favorite goal that you saw. And it could be in person, like I said, because we've been to a lot of the home games. Or it can be just any favorite goal that you saw um, in uh, 2022 from the Dynamo. I mean, you can go against the Dynamo, too. If that's that's fine with me. That's, <laughs> you're some, like, oh, my some God. Bangers. Was... There was some bangers <laughs> against the Dynamo this year, yeah. <laughs> my, I think the, my favorite goal, I wasn't at the Austin game. It was like a Saturday during the day. My daughter had text or something. I remember it was like 9,000 degrees. It was um, like at 12 o'clock. But, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. The, the, I think my favorite goal, and part of it was because of where we sit in the press box. It's kind of down towards the right side of the field if you're looking at it this way but Herrera's pass over the top I think it was against Montreal Vancouver yep. maybe to Montreal. Yep. Hector just kind of but you could see like the run you could see the pass it was perfect from like our angle just Hector just show you know showing how world-class he can be at any given second just basically putting the ball on Sebas's feet from what 60 yards Sebas kind of cuts loses the defender and scores that was probably my favorite goal of the year that the Dynamo scored. Like I said, there was some really good goals against them. <laughs> yeah, that one that one was a really good one. Yeah, that that and honestly, I, I remember that we had I think the team had just scored. I don't know if the Dynamo had just scored and then they scored that one. And I was still thinking about the first goal they scored. So I missed the actual pass, but I saw the uh, entire sequence of events afterwards. Like such a great touch by Sabbaths, and that's something that we didn't realize at the time how good he was actually with his touch and just agile enough to like move towards goal, man. What about you, Christian? Man, what what uh what goal did you enjoy watching, and um, whether it be live or or on TV, man? Yeah. The the I mean, I had one. The first one that came to mind, honestly, was the third one, just because it was such a nice like solo goal. Like you know, it's it's one of those things that. Like you said, it happens, you know, with, with some skills and confidence. And especially after the game that he had, that he missed like a goal, literally just sitting like right under the goal. And the kid, you know, being a kid, you know, 21 years old, he could have, you know, just put, you know, bring himself down and just be like, damn, I suck. I just missed a sitting duck, you know, literally right there. But no, he came back and and he like, you know, went on one, he went one-on-one with a defender that supposedly the defender was a little bit more experienced than him. 
and everything like that. And and that he didn't shy away from it. And he did do like a thousand step overs. Um, but it, you know, it just gave it a little bit of more uh like flair to it, you know. And you know, he just put that ball in, in the back of the net with his left foot, which I think is his weak weak foot. Um, but I mean it was a good it was a good goal, it was a good like solo goal. And then another one that kind of just going through some videos. Uh, there was one against Portland in Portland, which of course we lost. Uh, but it was like a, it was a good build up. Of course, so, of course. Yeah, it, it was a good build up. <laughs> uh, Lundy wins the ball in the back uh, on the on the left side. He gives it to to Vera, and then Vera sees uh, Thor making the run down the line, and he puts a nice like through ball like in the air to him, and then uh, Thor touches touches the ball twice. He lifts up his head. He sees um, what's his face DQ on the other side, literally on the on the opposite uh, corner of the box. He p- gives him a beautiful ball, one touch to control, and then the other one over the goalkeeper. Um, it was I remember in the moment when I was watching it, it was a really nice goal. I had forgotten about it, but you know, after watching those videos, you know, there's so many goals. Uh, but it was a really good built-up goal. And I think, you know, like as a team, that was a, was a really good goal. You know, just the, the kind of the one-two touches, you know, not a lot of touches per player, but just kind of being at the right place at the right time, making the correct runs. And then the solo goal from Thor, I think that was probably, I mean, Celes Ferreira had a, a lot of really good solo goals. Like the guy, the way that he sets up the goals for himself, you know, it's it's very... Like you're like, damn, he's good, you know. Like, yeah, no, yeah. Any doubts? You're like, damn, he's not. He's good, good. <laughs> but you know, Thor being a young guy, you're like, he's pretty good too. Like he could, he could build up for himself. So, hopefully, you get yeah, to see more I, of those. I was lucky enough to see that Austin FC goal. That was pretty ridiculous. I mean, yeah, when Seva scored that that goal pretty early on from half field, that was pretty crazy. The one from Montreal was good. I think the one that I enjoyed the most and it was uh i was sitting actually not in the press box i was sitting in the uh with the supporters and it was against vancouver and if i'm not mistaken i think we won that game i know i think 2-1 and i think both goals were scored by darwin quintero but the second goal was kind of it was one of those seven was trying to find you know he hadn't scored people were talking about how he just had it it would happen, you know, in the preseason, he was scoring goals and he took a bad touch and it just fell to DQ and DQ just rocked that like top 90. And what was so cool was where I was sitting, the ball looked like it was going. I mean, I just saw it perfectly, you know, drive uh, into that, that pocket. And it was just one of the nicest goals I've seen um, live just from, you know, outside of the 18, just a pure rocket of a shot. That was a pretty, pretty hell of a shot. That was probably my favorite goal just because, you know, being with the uh, with the home crowd and in that area, just being able to just kind of like be able to celebrate it with everybody else is pretty dope. Um, we'll go into a favorite moment. And I'll start with this one. I think my favorite moment was probably that the Texas Derby whenever um, uh, Ache Ache was here, like his first game in Houston. Bless you, Christian as you sneeze your soul away. Um, but uh, th- that FC Dallas match was like a really good one just because it was a, you know, packed house. It looked like we were going to lose. And like the, what, the 90th plus 11 minutes, we get that goal by David that tights it up. I don't know. That was a pretty memorable moment for me in 2022. 
Um, what about you, Dustin? I think you mentioned on the chat which one was your favorite, and I think I think it's a good one too. But is there anything that, that I'll leave that, that you... in the chat? Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that the Derby, it PNC Stadium has been. It, I don't want to say a library in recent years. It's very mean, but it, it, it just it hasn't had the the atmosphere that it's that we've seen in the past. Even going back to Robertson and when PNC first opened, when this team was good, like you, when this team is good, like this city like has life. Like that that stadium is insane. And that that Dallas game, Hector's first game, um, just that whole second half, it was starting to get chippy. It was being a, it was a real derby. Um, and that you know, I think there was a red card by Dallas right there at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it started getting chippy more. People were throwing those bracelet things on the field. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and it, not that throwing things on the field is okay, but yeah. it just that whole atmosphere, that stadium. Like I, I think we were sitting next to each other in the press box, like outside, and you couldn't hear like between like people two feet from you. It was just so loud in there, and it was the stadium was like you could just feel the energy. Um, that was just a really cool moment, I think, for me. I would say before I go into Christian, I think the the other moment that I had in mind was also the FC Dallas match, but the one that was played in Frisco, because it was my first away trip with a bunch of people, and so we were a part of the support group. It did not go well. We got robbed because that was definitely a Memo Rodriguez goal. <laughs> I have pictures. We, we can submit them to MLS pro referees, but – at this at this point, it doesn't really matter. But uh, and uh, it, it created the whole what kind of cameras you need for every uh, for every broadcast you do. But uh, that one's a fun. I think that I like that one just because uh, making the ride there and back. And then, of course, it wouldn't be a Texas Derby without a scuffle, right? So of course, some guys from our supporter groups ended up getting in fights with with other kids over there. So. Memorable for sure. Maybe not the not the greatest example, but still memorable. What about you, Christian man? Um, the well, the what I wrote down is just that Galaxy win the three zero, just because it was the best we have seen of this team, or the best that we saw the team in that twenty twenty two season, uh, and probably that Nashville game towards the end of the season, right? With with Bundy. Um, you know, kind of like a defeated. What team about LA. the LAFC game, man? You're leaving out the LAFC game, didn't we what? beat LAFC at home? Yeah, well, and then we that. saw the coach get fired after that. Basically, well, he didn't get. Yeah, he didn't get fired because we won, but he would have gotten fired. Yeah, <laughs> that that game it, it gave him a, a week of life, but uh, an extra paycheck. Um, but. No, so those, I mean, just the, I picked those two games because I think those were the two games that you were like proud. <laughs> You're like, yeah, <laughs> our team is good, you know, but right. other, yeah. other than that, I don't think there was a lot of, of those moments. Um, I think, yeah, th- that's about it, honestly. <laughs> there wasn't, <laughs> like, I was thinking of more like in the field, right? Like, outside of the field, I have fun every time I go. It's, you know, if you guys are there, we're always cracking jokes. So it doesn't matter if we win or lose, like we're, we're still making somebody. Uh, but I mean, in the field, the best thing was that Galaxy game and then that Nashville game, that Miami game too, right? Didn't we? I didn't oh, get yeah. to watch it. And I remember I was listening to the radio. Me and my wife went to the, to the freaking, 
Where the Wakanda this? concert. Didn't you? To the Wakanda concert. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we, and then it was perfect because the game got delayed because of the rain. And we got delayed because the parking lot was shit. So it literally took us about an hour and a half to get out of the parking lot. And then the whole time we were there, we were just listening to the game on the radio. And then just like, you know, when you listen to the game on the radio, it's completely different to watching it because like you're super nervous because you don't, you know, you don't know what's going on. And then the guy just kind of starts talking about somebody's haircut. And you're like, bro, just tell me about the game. Like you're on the radio, you know. So you get all nervous and then, but yeah. I think the dynamo one over there. So the, like the, the relief of like, as you're driving out of the, the parking lot, you're like, well, at least we won. You know, I, I was here for two hours. I could have been pissed off, you know, at these idiots not knowing how to get out of a parking lot, but at least we won. So it was all right. Yeah. It was a good personal that's, memory. <laughs> it's a good night. Uh, and Dustin, what about you, man? In the sense of what was, who was your favorite player to watch in 2022 for a dynamo? Ooh. That's a good one. I I feel like I feel like it, there was moments with Hector. I, I don't think we saw everything from Hector. Now you know was he was he kind of half in it, half half ass in it, so they could play in the World Cup. Probably um, was he you know just kind of going through the motions because he was like injured for the last six weeks. It seemed like, um, but. I'll, I'll go with one that's probably not what a lot of people would think. Steve Clark was really good this year. He's, I don't want to say he's old because he's like my age, but he's like 35, right? And he's a veteran. He's one of those guys that he signed last year and you're like, okay, yeah, whatever. But there were m- multiple times this season when Clark made saves and you were like, how? Like, how did he even get to that ball? Like, I remember – can't remember what game it was, but he made like was it LAFC where he made like three saves in a row on Bale? Mm-hmm. Like he like saved and then he yep. like got up and like saved. Yep. Yeah. Steve Clark was probably not at the top of a lot of people's list, but watching some of that guy's saves this year, he had his you know he had his his rough times too. But all in all, I think he was a success um, as a signing, you know, veteran guy. You know, he is what he is, but. He had some crazy moments this year. <laughs> yeah, the dude was – you're right. I, I completely kind of forgot about him just until you mentioned him. Um, but the dude was just – he kept us in some games, man. He kept it close. Some of them we ended up losing or tying, but it could have been much worse pretty early on. And and it was really noticeable, that Philadelphia game, right, after he ended up getting injured after getting score on that goal, and it just – went to crap and that's the only game that he missed after that he didn't miss anymore and we never saw another um massive scoreline against the dynamo so yeah he, he was a good one what about you christian man who's your favorite player to watch in 2022 so i i put ferreira just because you know you you never know what he's gonna like do in a way uh it's one of those things that you're like man if he had the service if he had the service but the dude, you know, he was able to create himself some chances and, and put them away. So it's it's fun to watch players that actually kind of want to play and want to win, and kind of they, you know, just be like, well, if nobody does it, then I guess I'm gonna have to do it myself. Type 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 of player, you know. But I also had put down um, Steve Clark, but I the the reason I didn't pick him was because I was like those moments were more of suffering than actually re- you know <laughs> being happy. 
But but I agree with what Dustin said. I mean, he kept us in a bunch of games. But when it comes to being like, you know, happy moments and like not tense moments, I think Ferreira because he's in the opposite side of the field. And you're like, man, I hope hopefully he can like create something out of nothing like he did against Dallas. And you're like, wait, how how did he do that? Like, how did he bring it down? Or like when that pass from Achache like, in, you know, into the space and he brings it down, beats a man and, you know, puts a banger in. And, you know, just kind of like half field shot. And you see the guy has so much potential and like so much creativity as a number nine. And you're like, man, imagine if he had like the proper, you know, equipment <laughs> to work with as a full team. And like this dude could be so much dangerous. I, mean, I think he had what, 12 goals, right? Or something mm -hmm. like 10 or 12? I think like 13 in yeah. MLS and then one on on uh, the cup. The US so it, Cup, I imagine we had a, yeah. a guy in the in the low teens with with you know practically I guess no service and he's not the tallest guy you know to be winning balls in the air but he still kind of does um and and on the floor he's he's you know slippery like he's he's just, he you know cuts left and right he can create he's he has a he's not big but he has a good body on him to kind of like yeah. put you know pressure on the defenders but I had put down Thor just because I think he has somewhat of a future. Uh, and just, and I think it's mostly his attitude. Like, I just kind of want to go and play and I don't give a shit type attitude. So I like it, you know. Uh, so we'll see what, what's up with him. But Ferreira, for sure. I, I really like them playing wise. I, yeah. I, I like Thor's attitude, attitude though. I can't, I can't disagree with either of you. I think both of them are good picks. So I'm going to throw in another one. I'm going to say Coco. Coco Carisquia was one of those guys that he – I mean, we saw a little bit the year before, but this year um, he really didn't suffer many injuries. But he was a smooth man with the ball. Like he was just, you know, doing passes basically from one corner to the other. He was protecting the ball well. He got a couple – I think he scored a goal, if I'm not mistaken, one goal um, this season. Awesome. Um, but but the guy, I mean, you know, he he's definitely somebody that you can build around, and you can see why they decided to, you know, keep him here and make him a DP for for this year, man. So Coco was definitely a fun fun player to watch, especially when he had to pick up the pieces left by a hurting Ache Ache in the midfield. Um, <laughs> the other question that I threw in here was your favorite giveaway. But you know what? Before I say that, if we would have gone, you know, your what was the word? If it's not favorite, the I don't want to say disappointing, the more disappointing player. Ah, oh, they had a good <laughs> freaking. Down. No, no, frustrating. The most frustrating player to watch. If the answer is not Corey Bear, like I don't know what is because that was pretty damn frustrating to see the guy. You know, he was there, he was there, and it just never happened. But anyways, I guess we'll we'll go ahead and do a, a favorite giveaway. And if – what was your favorite giveaway going to the stadium, man? I think those are always cool just because who doesn't like a little bit of swag? Um, Dustin, what was yours, man? The I'm – I'm, I'm trying to remember them all. <clears throat> the the light-up bracelets was cool because they got thrown at the Dallas player. <laughs> Sorry, that was not – I didn't say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The the little diesel guy that sat on your shoulder was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my kid liked that. Uh, the I, I, I'm gonna go diesel bobblehead. 
the Hector bobblehead was cool too. Um, but like Diesel, he's always yeah. on the team, right? Look, Christian's got his up there. Players come and go, but Diesel, the Diesel one man who is forever orange. <laughs> we'll go Diesel. He's changed a he's changed a little bit during the years, but but it's still yeah. The same. He's aging a little, but he's still Diesel. <laughs> nah. And, you know, it's funny because I was thinking the uh, Ache Ache, but because Diesel was, the, I think, the very first game. That was the giveaway for the very first game of the season. And, yeah, that was a good one. I have it in my office, too. That's a really good one. Christian, what was yours, man? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I can't think of any, but, oh, this one, the the the, the Houston scarf, the, with, like, the countries on the, on the backside, that's a pretty good scarf. I Well, I don't think it was a giveaway. But no, I think <laughs> it was like a, it was like that. an item of the match or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. I I guess diesel. I, we can go with diesel. I, I don't hey. know anything else. Bobbleheads yeah, are always something... fun, right? And that's what I was gonna say. Because then I even had like the Maria Sanchez one, and then was able to get the Ache Ache and the diesel. I mean, that's three bobbleheads. That's fine. Oh, actually, what's actually. The Rachel Daly was last year. I was thinking it was this year, yeah. but everybody got a Rachel Daly. All right, guys. So this is I have two more questions, and we can call it a night after this. One of them is just you know in general as of today, right? This is the last episode of 2022. Disappointing season for the Dynamo. So what are your expectations for 2023 for the team? You know. You can definitely say it as like playoffs, no playoffs. You can whatever you want to. Just what are your expectations, uh, Dustin, for twenty twenty three? Here it comes. It's it's a four letter word. It starts with T. Top ten in the West is my. I mean, I want to. I want to say like I want to say, like competing for the playoffs, basically in the last what month of the season being in the hunt, not necessarily in the top seven, but I think being there, I, I just feel like this roster still has so many holes and you look at the other teams in the Western conference, right. Um, Teams that didn't make the playoffs, even like Seattle didn't make the playoffs. They're probably going to be pretty good again. Um, What port did Portland miss the playoffs too? Um, Yeah. They're probably going to, they just signed that kid Evander. Um, um, from Russia or somewhere where he's from. Yeah. Um, but the Western Conference just so loaded. Nashville left, which is nice. Um, but I, I think if you can just kind of be in that playoff chase towards the end of the season, I don't know that they're ready to make it yet. That might still be a year out. But I think if you can be in that 8-9 range and, heck, even go to decision day with something to play for, I think that would be huge. Yeah, Sporting KC didn't make it either. Some of the guys that are, tend to be top yeah. dogs in this conference, you know. Obviously, we saw Austin kind of come out of nowhere and kind of do their thing. Rosa Lake, too. Um, what about you, Christian? Kind of same thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, for last year, that was that was my thought. So, And we weren't even close to that. So hopefully, you know, I, what, what else can you hope for? I guess that we could the worst that we could be be like not being the last five teams, but then again that that would be like playoff contention. <laughs> but yeah. I guess you could say the last three. Don't be in the last three, you know. Just oh man, like literally back to back, what bottom play like 12, 13 plays or whatever, like back to back to back to back. 
you're like god like we can't suck fourth year in a row that bad like but then again i mean you guys don't give me any hold my beard man basically saying every team that did not make the playoffs is getting better and then every team that made the playoffs they're also getting better so like i don't i really don't know what i don't know expect the you know expect the best hope was it expect the worst hope for the best you know i don't, yeah. I don't know I mean, if it makes you feel better, there was a slight improvement from 2021. We had 30 points in 2021. We finished with 36 points in 2022. But I'm going to go with – I'm going to just go ahead and just expect the worst. So we'll get the wooden spoon, you know, be dead last. And anything else is always good, right? I mean, if it's not that, you can't really go past that. I mean, worse would be to get relegated, but we know that's not going to happen. So – We'll keep it at that. And, guys, to just finish it off, I have a hypothetical question that I thought of, like, towards the end of my notes. And we'll we'll, we'll finish with this. But it's related, obviously, just purely Houston Dynamo. And this is my question. Both of you can answer it. Uh, I'll let let Dustin answer it first. But would you rather see the Houston Dynamo make the playoffs every year? Every year. Like, make the playoffs every year? but never winning an MLS Cup or see them make the playoffs once every 20 years and winning MLS Cup. What are you taking, man? Oh, 20 years. 20 years. Dude, I know. I thought about it too. I started adding it. I'm like, man, I'll be dead probably by the time. You basically have 19, <laughs> year, you basically have 19 years of crap. And then yeah. one year you kind of just come out of the blue and like shock the world. What are we right now? Nine nine years since we made the or nine one time out of nine years. I mean, I'm, I'm probably I probably take the the first one making the playoffs. For, I mean, because you're basically sporting KC Seattle. I know they've each won one or two cups, but take the take those away, and you're basically you're you're good every year, right? Right. I, I think for for health purposes of myself. People around me, <laughs> I, I can't support that. I'm a Manchester United fan. It's been a rough few years. Uh, right, being a Texans, being the Texans season ticket holder for years, I was, and I finally was like, I can't do this. This team just, this team is crap. Like you can't just be the Texans forever. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. I mean, it, it winning a championship would be amazing, but I feel like being a good team every year it is. I think it's much more desirable, at least for me. And I mean, that doesn't say that you can win other trophies, right? Like U.S. Open Cups yeah. or how Champions League. The you want to put it? In. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just you won't be able to win MLS Cup ever. That's tough. I mean, it, it's tough. it's tough to swallow. But what about you, Christian? What are you thinking, man? You take the uh, make the playoffs every single year forever, and not win an MLS Cup. Or once every twenty years, but you know you're gonna win MLS Cup when you make it. So I, I, I mean, I know this is completely different, right? What I'm about to say is completely different. <laughs> but Here I comes in Argentina. He's yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. I have to. But Listen, I when waited. When is this gonna end? When is Argentina never, never gonna? I'm, never. I'm telling you. I, <laughs> hey, I told you, my life has changed forever. You're gonna hear about this shit. <laughs> The rest of my life, you guys are gonna have to kick me out of this fucking chat of this podcast if to not hear any more Argentina uh, references. But 
Like this will go down in the history books of my life. This is part <laughs> of my life. It cannot be taken away. Soon enough, I'm gonna have a tattoo, so it'll be part of me. Um, but um, bro, like just the way that I see it is the ecstasy of winning a championship after waiting so long, or like I didn't know what the feeling was. So you know, Copa America, like a couple of years back. And even then, it didn't feel real. So, like, winning a shield, you're like, yeah, we'll just win a fucking giant plate. But but there's you a know? big <laughs> difference, though, because even Argentina has made it, you know, to the playoffs aspect of championships. Yes. So, just imagine, let's think about it. You're going to be Mexico for the rest of the, the exactly. amount of time. Imagine, imagine living your life wanting the fifth game and never having it. <laughs> like, but what I'm saying is like for 20 years <laughs> he's just wanting that fifth game for the rest of his life and not getting it but, that, but you don't even get the fourth game but if you if you're patient enough <laughs> or you just forget about it that's what like, I'm saying I'll be dead by in 20 years from now I'll probably be well dead hey then. if you get to experience one that's that's enough that's enough. Like I, I told people like after that Argentina game happened, I was like, I'll gladly die right now. Like I don't have to like Argentina doesn't have to win any more trophies for the rest of my life. And I am content as I could be like, like it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy feeling. And I would, like I said, I wish you guys could, I feel like I've tried a drug that you guys have not, like I've done crack and I'm trying to like, trying to tell you guys how crack feels. <laughs> But I think, I think, you know, like, the, the Astros I think, just won the World Series, so I feel a little bit like it's not like a world. Like I mean, they're yeah, it's the World but, Series, but it's not it's nowhere sport, near yeah. it's nowhere near the World Cup. I, I I agree, but like, well, I imagine that ecstasy of like 2017, like that was crazy. Like, yeah, people that was crazy wild, too because know? of Harvey. It was and the everything. first one, yeah, and it was and, the first and, one, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like the same thing, just like that I think ecstasy with Argentina too. It's like. It's like the whole messy thing too, right? Yeah, like there's too many you guys have, involved. You guys like it, not just Argentinians, but like the world has like wanted Messi for so long to like finally like cement this goat legacy, right? And the fact that he did it and he was like the star of the tournament while doing it, like he wasn't just like along for the ride. He was like they're still their star player. I think that part of it too was like super awesome because we got to see like arguably one of the three best players to ever put the boots on like just come to the world cup and be like we're doing this get on my back <laughs> we're winning this yeah i think so, it's a, it's okay. a really hard choice for sure but to each their own man i mean i'm sure that uh tottenham fans would be happy with every 20 years to get a championship <laughs> you know, <so. laughs> or, or manchester but, city winning a champions league like imagine if they, if they told city city fans would you want a Champions League every fifth to every when, twenty years, yeah. or win the Premier League every year? I mean, that's true. Fans, City yeah. fans are still mad that the Yankees didn't make it that far in the playoffs, so <laughs> <laughs> they've had a rough few weeks. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> and the oh, Lakers, aren't that, the Lakers aren't that good right now either. So Man City fans <laughs> are having a hard yeah. time. Right. So, so somebody else pops up. Not as they good. still have the Cowboys. The Cowboys are decent right now. Okay, that's oh, man. Just your city <laughs> <laughs> that's oh man, but 
But guys, this has been a great episode. Hopefully, uh, you know, we it looks like we ended 2022 in, a, in good terms. We had a fun season covering the team. Uh, the, the results were not the best, but we hope that they are. And, you know, the, the, the more wins that the team gives, the more fans that come and, uh, you know, hang out with us in Twitter world or just checking out the website. So, you know, make sure to check out dynamotheory.com. Um, we'll have more articles coming. It's been kind of slow, man. We're taking a break too. Just relax, man. It's uh, Dynamo News are coming. I'm sure we'll drop in Ivan Franco or someone, you know, trans- transfer window related pretty soon. So just stay, you know, keep, make sure to check out Dynamo Theory on Twitter, on Instagram. Make sure you follow, subscribe as well to the podcast. And man, just, just keep, Keep showing up, and we'll we'll be here to continue pumping information, guys. Anything else you guys want to add before we shut down? Um, you know, this is the time now. We're good. You can so, find Rudy yeah, Segura at uh, Rudy Segura three and Richard <laughs> Richard. You can find uh, <laughs> Dustin at Dustin Richardson. Had Not gonna lie, I I almost said Richard a couple times instead of Dustin <laughs> as right. well. So right. it just happens. But no, uh, yeah, make sure to, to yeah make sure. You hit them up at Dynamo Theory on Twitter, man. Just make sure. Like I said, just be like, hey, this Dustin, see what he answered. Just <laughs> yeah, get some interaction. Tweet. Send Dynamo Theory yeah. a tweet and just say, hi, Dustin. And I'll reply to you <laughs> with a gif. There we go. <laughs> but, yeah, don't forget to always hold it down and keep it forever orange.